Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. We here at Yeah, That Soccer Show are proud to welcome our newest partner, Brad Butchkowski. Brad is a real estate agent with the Wondercheck Realty Group, and he is here to serve all of your real estate needs in the upstate. Brad is a huge fan of the podcast. He is a founding member of Greenville FC, and he wants to connect with you to help you buying or selling a house, whatever you're looking to do. Um, you can visit his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. Check out the listings he's got there. Um, or you can connect with him online. Uh, he has He's on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Brad Buczkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I. Or you can find him on Twitter. That might be the easiest spot to find him. It's I am Brad B. Brad Buczkowski, the newest partner for Yeah That Soccer Show. We're excited to have him. Hey, tell him you've heard about him on the podcast. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in once again. This is episode 17 of Yeah, That Soccer Show. And today we are recapping Greenville FC's first ever win, baby! That's right. Over the weekend, Greenville FC goes on the road. The furthest road trip they're going to have all year. They drive all the way down to New Orleans to take on the Jesters. And they come away with the 2-1 victory, the first ever in club history. So, so exciting. As much as I would have loved to have seen the first win in person, um, no less excited for these boys. No less excited for the team and for the victory. So today we're going to just break down a little bit about this match. I'm going to come back later this week, um, hopefully Wednesday possibly Thursday, so you can listen pregame. And we're going to actually preview both matches this upcoming week. That's right. We are going to be playing the Emerald Force from Knoxville on Thursday. And then we are going to play the Georgia Revolution, who we played in our very first match. They're coming to Greenville on Saturday. So we've got two home games this week. That is super exciting. We're going to try to preview both in one show and then we will probably review both in one show. It's just so it's going to be way too hard to try and do a a review of the Emerald Force game on Friday before the game on Saturday, and then do another preview for that match. So probably what I think the the approach is going to be is just to do <clears throat> a double double preview and then a double review on the back end. All that being said, today we are going to discuss the victory from this past weekend. So there was three goals scored in this match. I'm going to break down each for you as best I can, and then we'll talk a little bit of general thoughts on the match. So in the first half, the Jesters get on the board first, um, and this goal, man, I'll tell you what, Greenville has gotten so unlucky with goals that we have given up. There have been so many fluky goals. Now, I say that, 
the Revolution, the very first match, had some very, very good goals. But it feels like every other goal we've given up this season has been very fluky, including this one. So on the play, um, the keeper, the New Orleans keeper, uh, is is taking a – I don't think he's taking a goal kick. I think he's just booting it downfield. He boots it back. He boots it downfield. It gets headed back uh, towards midfield where it gets to the feet of a – uh, jester player who then punts it. And when I say punt, I literally mean he punts it. It's sky high. <laughs> it goes out of the frame. The ball is then headed back by a Greenville defender, headed back towards the jester's end. Um, and then it lands at the foot of another jester player. He starts to dribble ahead, almost looking like he's going to get a through pass there um, to Tom Pierce, who has made a run a Greenville defender steps in to clear the ball, kicks it. It bounces back off of that Jester's player's chest by no will of his own. It literally is just a bad bounce on the clearance. Bounces off his chest and goes straight through to Tom Pierce, who's in a 1v1 situation with Paul Tyson. Uh, not much Tyson could do there. He comes out, tries to tries to get the ankle, tries to work the angles, um, but Tom Pierce just puts it far post and knocks it in. And at that point, uh, we go to halftime. And if you were on the halftime periscope, you know we talked a little bit about it. We talked about how it was a fluky goal. Um, we talked about how the game really was back and forth. It was very high pressing. There wasn't a lot of play in the midfield area. It felt like the play, the possession was on one end or the other for the entire first half. There's a lot of back and forth, lots of running going on. And we wondered during that halftime show what it was going to take for Greenville to walk away with the victory. And I think we said, you know, you can't have any more unlucky things like that happen in the second half. Um, we also talked about that that Greenville had been playing well, um, but they needed some help just kind of finishing. And one of the suggestions I had made on the halftime periscope was to bring Lee Wadham on. Because Lee Wadham and Malcolm Frago have had this chemistry building um, since the very first game, and it's been amazing to watch. They seem to have some link-up play with each other that that uh, is really something special. So in the 55th minute, Lee Wadham comes on as well um, as James Smith, two Greenville substitutions, a double substitution. And then uh, about nine minutes later at the 64th minute, Regson Watkins comes on. Now, these two substitutions are going to be big. And, and I tell you what, the second that Greenville started subbing folks on, and they did several subs there in probably a 10, 15-minute uh, time frame, and as they start subbing people on, you start see you start seeing the team really stepping it up a notch. It feels like something's happening. It feels like the offense is, is getting more potent. The attack is getting more potent. And then in the 74th minute, James Smith, who had come on as a sub, boots the ball ahead from midfield to Regson Watson, who is on a run. He gets behind the, the back line. Um, some of the gestures folks raise their hand as if they felt like he might have been off sides, but they didn't seem to protest too much, though. I don't think that they – I don't think that that was the case. Um, Watkins then is, is 1v1. He makes a run and then puts it in the back of the net. We're tied up at one. It's amazing. We're all watching the stream. We're excited Three minutes later, uh, there's a there's a foul called. We're setting up for a free kick into the box, and 
the stream cuts out. And then we come back and, you know, people... So if you were like me and you're watching the stream, every time it would freeze up, I'd have to refresh and it would come back. And then, you know, I didn't know where I was jumping in on the match. I happened to jump in on the match when they're walking back to midfield and they're getting ready to kick back off the ball um, after the score. And so I assumed, okay, something has happened here. Um, and so I kept an eye on the scoreboard. And next time it was down the end, I realized we had scored scored a goal. Um, it, but I didn't see it. <laughs> and uh, somebody, I think, I think Ben Francis maybe said on Twitter that um, as he was watching, his froze up and he came back and he didn't even realize we had the lead for like 10 minutes. So he was like super nervous, <laughs> which, which I can see happening. So I would try to go back and rewatch the goal. And of course it does the same thing on the replay. It freezes up right as they're about to take the free kick out wide on the left-hand side of the box. Um, but it's in that same minute that they score. So I'm assuming that Dalton Souter, who, who headed that goal in, well, I assume he headed it in, Dalton Zouder is the one that the team credits for scoring that goal. So I'm assuming that he scored it off of that free kick. Um, obviously, there's no way to know for sure without talking to some of the players or uh, or the team uh, leadership. But I'm a, I'm going with that theory at the moment just because that that seems like the most logical thing. The you know the other thing is maybe it bounces around in there a little bit and he puts it in. But being that he's a defender, um, it makes sense that if he scored the goal, it was probably off of that set piece. So that was a big that was a big deal, and we go all the way and we we push to the end, and of course at the end of the game it starts to get a little chippy. Um, the jesters have a player sent off, uh, getting a red card. There, there's a little scuffle and some hard fouls. I know there was a really hard foul on Frego there at the end. It just starts to get a little chippy. I was proud that Greenville didn't seem the Greenville boys didn't seem to be too involved in uh, the riffraff there, but. Um, it, it's been interesting. I think all of these games, all three of these games we've seen, there has just been some chippiness towards the end. Um, and I think that's just, I think that just speaks to the competitiveness of all the players on both sides of the ball, um, wanting to win. And that this, you know, this isn't just like a club team or a team that they're like thinking, Oh, this is just something fun I do on the weekends. I mean, this means something to these guys. They really are putting their blood, sweat, and tears into representing you and I, the fans of Greenville. They're, they are doing everything they can to be successful in this first season. And that more than anything fires me up. So it was an exciting win. I mean, man, what a, what a cool emotion to have your first win and, and to just, you know, I wish I would have been with people. <laughs> I wish we'd have done some kind of watch party, and maybe that's something uh, in the future we can we can dig into. But it was so cool to just be sitting in my house watching the match on my iPad because obviously I couldn't get it to pull up on any kind of app that made sense. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but um, it was just a cool feeling. It was a cool feeling, and so I want to dive more a little more into some of the the secondary issues with the match and with. Uh, all the things surrounding this match on the other side of the break. Um, but before we do that, let's jump in for a quick word from our sponsor. We've been telling you about Uptown Poor here on the podcast for a while now, and we're super excited. They're continuing to support us and everything we're trying to do to help grow soccer in the upstate. But I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Uptown Poor. They're part of an of a umbrella organization called the Uptown Company, which is Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. So they offer these two unique 
services for you. One, Uptown Pour being a beverage catering company where they can give you bar service for your event or party. And then Uptown Catering where they can, can, they can bring food. They can do any of the food items for your party. And so you can use them in tandem together to put on an incredible event. If it's a wedding, if it's an anniversary, if it's some kind of party you're hosting this summer, you need to check out Uptown Pour and Uptown Catering. And if you have, if you're like me, you're a visual person, you want to see what this kind of stuff looks like, I would encourage you to go over to Instagram, check out The Uptown Company, and you can see pictures of drinks and food that they've done. Man, they had a picture of some cannolis from the Artisphere tent that they had, and man, do they look good. They also had some fish tacos and margaritas that looked really good. So go check them out on Instagram there. Um, and then you can visit their two sites, UptownPoorCo.com or UptownCateringSC.com to check out all the things that they have on offer. Welcome back into the episode after our first ever win. We are breaking it down. Uh, we looked at all the goals, uh, well, at least all the goals we could see before the break. And I wanted to talk about some other things on this side. Uh, first off, what does it mean to beat the Jesters? We don't, you know, a lot of you are new to this league, uh, new to this division, and may not realize how big of a deal it is that we beat the Jesters on the road, okay? New Orleans had the best uh, record last season. They were 8-0-4. They were undefeated. They had eight wins and four draws. They have not lost a match at home since June 16th of 2016. So it's been nearly two years since they lost a league match at home. So that was a big deal. I mean, this is a tough team. It's a tough place to win. And we went in there and beat them. And honestly, like aside from the fluky goal, like I think we really clearly looked like the better team, particularly in the second half. Um, and that that in in tandem with the way we looked against International last week, who was the only team to beat the Jesters last season, and that was the in the championship of the playoffs, um, makes me feel like we've got a team that can compete to win this league this year. And I'm super. Super excited about that, and you should be too. We have a team in our very first year that is going to compete for a championship, and I I think we can pull it out. And I think the the longer we play together, and I think you've started to see it with this team, the more games they have under their belt, the more minutes they have as a team playing in league play, figuring out this league, figuring out what it looks like, the better they look. The better they look. <clears throat> I had no doubt when we interviewed uh, Coach Squires earlier on this season – after he was announced, he told us, he said, my intention for this team, my dreams for this team are to win. I've always won everywhere I've been, and I don't intend to stop doing that now. Well, he's proving not only is that his goal, but that he can do that. So that's an amazing, an amazing thing that we're pulling off. So the other thing that is important about this team is the fan support. Y'all, our first ever home match, we had over 2,000 people. We basically sold out capacity um, at Eugene Stone Stadium. Now, it, there wasn't a butt in every single seat, but the beer garden was full. There was people sitting on the hill. But basically, the capacity of the stadium and how many people were there was about, I mean, we, we pretty much sold it out. That's amazing. And I thought, you know, that's great, but that was easy. It was sunny. It was a nice day. It was a weekend. It was at home. People could get out there. It was artosphere, so there was a ton of people in town. But, you know, the next week, an away match on a stream that's not on an easily accessible platform, it's not on YouTube, it's not on Facebook, it's somewhere that people had to seek out to go see it. If I'm honest, 
I did not think that too, too many people would watch the stream. I mean, I thought we might get a, a couple hundred folks tuning in, some of the really serious uh, fans, the Milltown operatives, some of the folks that are like really invested in this team and have been for a long time. But you guys, I I checked on when I was rewatching the match earlier today, 1,350 people have watched this match. Now, could some of those people have been Jester fans? Of course. But we talked to uh, our friend down at the Royal Court last week, and he talked about having watched the Emerald Force match they played the week before because it was a 4-0 Victory. He wanted to rewatch it. I can tell you this. I don't think anybody's going to rewatch a game that they lose. You know, because if you're, I know a lot of you are Atlanta United fans. I'm an Atlanta United fan, and they got they had a pretty ugly loss last night um, to the Red Bulls, and I've got no interest in rewatching that match because it doesn't feel good to watch a loss, right? But to have 1,350 views on this stream. I mean, even if some of those people have have seen some some parts of it more than once, that's still an amazing number. In fact, I, some of you may have seen I showed a little video, I shared a little video of uh, how many people were watching the various streams on the MyKuju platform, and it was like twenty, fifty, seventy, and then we were up at like a eight hundred and sixty during the game, and it has only grown since since people have gone back and watched the replay. I know, like our friend Goose was at. Uh, a different match, the Charlotte Independent, so he didn't get to watch it. He had to watch on replay. So more people have come and watched it since it's already been over. So that's an amazing feat, and you should all be proud of yourselves for the way you're supporting this team. And I know those boys um, really, they see these things. Like, it's it's easy to think, oh, they're so invested in the team stuff, they don't notice all this other stuff. Well, look, I have seen player profiles comment on things that the podcast has posted. I've seen... Uh, I've seen some of them have tuned in and watched some of the halftime and pregame periscopes we've done. You know, even obviously after the match, they were there. They don't need, they don't need to go back and rewatch a pregame show. They know what happened. Um, so they they get it. They're commenting on stuff when the team posts stuff on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and they're reading your comments and they're commenting back. So it means a lot to them. They see these kind of things. They know how many people have watched this match. It's amazing. Your support for this team is incredible. So you should be proud of yourself for that um, just because, again, it, it's amazing. Um, so one thing about the stream, this is, <laughs> this is one of those things where I don't understand the, the logic behind some of these things. So Greenville SC, we streamed our first home match on Facebook, which is an okay platform. That makes sense. A lot of people are connected to Facebook. That's pretty accessible to almost anyone who wants to see it. Uh, some teams use YouTube, YouTube, another easy way for people to watch it. In fact, that's how the Georgia revolution did it. So we, that was easy to stream. I could pull it right up on my Apple TV. It was super easy. This, my Kuju thing, I don't understand. I get maybe the buy-in to it. Cause if you go back on the replay, you can click, they can basically mark where different things are. They can mark where the goals are. So you can go back and just kind of watch, start where the goals about to be scored and kind of see that kind of watch the highlights that way. Um, but outside of that, man, this was a disaster. It was hard to find. The site seemed to be really inconsistent. Sometimes I would have ads just run and run and run and run, and then I'd have to reload it in order to get the ads to go away. Um, the camera work was was uh, something special. I mean, it, it started late. The guy couldn't get it going, I guess. And, you know, we, di we didn't 
get to start the feed until about seven minutes into the match. And then there were times where it was way zoomed in and it was making people motion sick. And then there was parts where you were looking dead into the sun. There were parts where he wasn't following the ball because he wasn't paying attention. Um, there were parts where we were looking at bleachers. There were parts where there was hair or fingers or pieces of paper flying in front of the camera and you couldn't see anything. Anyway, I say all that to say, like, I realize this guy's probably doing it as a volunteer. He's probably not getting paid anything to do that. But the streaming situation, I mean, this is going to be the story for the season. We're going to have streams that are great. We're going to have streams that are just straight trash. You're going to have some where you have folks doing some commentary, um, and it's good. You're going to have some where there's no commentary. Uh, you're going to have some where there's very little, like what this stream was. You're going to have some like the Georgia Revolution match where – there was commentary, but you couldn't hear it. So it's going to be a mixed bag. So I just say that to say, uh, prepare yourself, <laughs> prepare yourself for that. And I'm going to offer my services. i want to be in the Milltown operatives section. Um, I don't really know a ton of what our stream is going to look like. If we're going to have people calling the matches, I know the first match didn't have necessarily any commentary on it. Um, but Hey, if, if anybody, if anybody at Greenville FC needs me to help do any of that, I'm willing to do it so the other teams don't have to go through what we go through and we played them. <laughs> that's, that's all I'll say on that. Um, one last thing in review of this match. We have been doing a man of the match every week. Week one, it was Malcolm Frego. Last week, it was Paul Tyson. This week is Dalton Souter for an amazing defensive effort. He was already on my list as uh, one of the potential guys for man of the match. And even before he scored the goal. And then once he knocked in the winning goal, I mean, how do you not, how do you not give him man of the match for that? He is the reason we won our first ever match. So congrats to Dalton. You are the, yeah, that soccer show man of the match for week three, the new Orleans jesters, the first ever victory for Greenville FC. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Like I said, this is going to be a little bit of a, just a recap episode. Um, and we're going to try to preview both the force and the revolution, um, coming up midweek sometime. Um, I didn't, I did forget to mention this. The Jesters played the Emerald force who we're going to play on Thursday, uh, the week before they played us and they beat them four to nothing. So I don't know if that's indicative of Emerald Forces squad. Uh, I'm going to try to do a little more research and try to watch a little bit of their matches uh, before we do the preview. But uh, that seems optimistic, at least from the outset. So a couple things you could do for us. We would love for you to continue to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you consume podcasts. Um, that's been going pretty well. We have about a dozen or so reviews on iTunes, and that's helping us to stay relevant, helping people to find us. Um, and then uh, don't forget, we haven't mentioned this in several weeks, but don't forget if you're going to shop or buy anything on Amazon, maybe you're thinking, hey, I'm going to buy some stuff for the tailgate for Mealtown Operatives on Amazon and have it two days shipped to my house. Um, make sure you go to yeahthatsoccershow.com slash Amazon. It'll take you straight to Amazon's homepage, but what it's going to do is just put in a little affiliate link there um, for us, and that'll help support the podcast. We'll just get a little bit of the profit that Amazon would normally take for themselves. Those big, greedy corporate people, um, they, don't need, <laughs> they don't need your money. We need your money. Keep your money in Greenville. So make sure you start your Amazon shopping at yeahthatsoccershow.com slash Amazon. That just helps us out. 
Um, I'm getting a second batch of stickers. Gave away all the stickers at the first home match. Um, I'm going to be a little more uh, skimpy with these just because I want to hang on to them as we get more patrons. Um, but if you want to get your hands on one, you want to become a patron, that's easy to do. Yeah, that's soccershow.com slash patron. Um, or you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Y-T-S-S. That's the other place you can sign up there. Um, see the different reward levels. Um, and there's other incentives to being a patron than just getting a sticker. Um, some of our patrons who already have signed up know that they're getting a discount on the hats that are on the way. You can get a discount just for pre-ordering. Um, you can get a bigger discount if you sign up to be a patron. <laughs> so uh, if you're interested in getting a hat, you can just shoot me an email, show at gmail.com, or find me at the tailgate. But all of that aside, I appreciate your support. I appreciate everyone that continues to listen um, because ultimately that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this for my health. If you don't listen, there's no reason for me to talk into a microphone a couple times a week. So thanks for all that you do in support of our show and thanks for all you do in support of the team. We'll see you midweek as we preview two home matches coming up this week.